Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? I was having a pretty good day, and then we got some pretty good news about five minutes ago when I was at the Walmart, of all people from my sister, who texted me to tell oh. me about a certain tackle from IMG Academy. That was, that was, a, that was about the weirdest possible way to get uh, recruiting breaking news for me. In Walmart, text from the sister. That sounds like the most Alabama thing ever, to be quite frank with you. But also, <laughs> we want to tell everybody that this podcast is brought to you, as always, by Built Bar. Uh, Built Bar, absolutely delicious. Go check it out, builtbar.com. So, Jimmy, yeah, J.C. Latham commits to Alabama today. Um, it was uh, not a surprise. Uh, Tino Sinceri had tweeted out his very famous or infamous tick, tick, tick tweet, which uh, usually indicates a commitment is forthcoming. And then Coach Flood also uh, retweeted that. So everybody had a good idea. It was about to be J.C. Latham. And uh, number one tackle in the country, according to 24-7 Sports, a huge pickup. It really is. I'll go this far, and, and you, you guys have been listening to us for a long time, know that I, you know, I, I guess there's occasions I overdo it, but I, I try not to overhype the kids that commit. As a matter of fact, I try to make expectations realistic but uh i'm just being honest when i watch the tape and look at the the legit measurables and his offer list and his recruiting story and i just say uh, he, he's one of the most gifted tackles that's ever committed to alabama now I'm, I, I can't sit here and promise you he'll be one of the greatest tackles that play at alabama because until you're a college player you're just a college prospect but as a prospect He's as good as we've ever signed. Andre Smith, Jonah Williams, Cam Robinson, going back to the old days of, of, of John Hanna, you know, who's kind of a tackle guard. Uh, just all the All-American and, and great Chris Samuels, all the great tackles we've had at Alabama over the years. J.C. Latham can be as good or better than any of them. That's how, that's how much talent he has uh, in his, his high school tape. And then, of course, you know, next on the docket would be the Brockermeyer twins, and that would make for an even more impressive haul. You'd have, you know, you'd seemingly have two of your tackles uh, for the next few years, uh, but Evan Mill isn't even done. So, uh, I mean, wow, this this offensive line is really coming together nicely. And then, of course, you'd have James Brockermeyer, who would be your center, uh, supposedly. But, yeah, this is a huge pickup. Um, that's why we are really just jumping in here to do this podcast very quickly right now. Um, I'm actually on my way to back to Birmingham, and I, I mean, when I got the news, I was like, "We got to do a podcast." I mean, what do you want me to do? What do you want me to do? I got to do it. Yeah. Hey. It occurred to me to try to do a podcast, but on Friday afternoons, I can get a little squeeze coming home from work and and getting the uh, house stuff done, getting ready for what we usually have a big a big evening here at the house on Friday nights. We try to do every week, but yeah, when I saw the commitment, and then three or four minutes later, the text from Luke, I'm like, there can be no better time to podcast than when you get, when you pick up a commitment from a six-star tackle. I mean, I mean, that, that's what I call the guys who are, I call them six stars, I, I, you know, not, not to be cute, but, but, but like, when it's a legit five-star, when it's like, hey, if you don't think he's a five-star, you don't know what you're doing. I mean, when, when you're talking about a consensus five-star and he is that 
but then find a reason, find a flaw, find some reason where, eh, I don't know, there's not one. There's not one. I mean, he, 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 is, he is what you draw up in a laboratory. Now, is it, is it, what's it a guarantee of? It's, it's like trying to guarantee that Bryce Young will be Kyler Murray. I mean, it, yeah, he's got that kind of upside, that kind of excitement, that kind of ceiling. But until you know for sure, you know, it's, it's, not, uh, it's not fair to the kid. But let's just say the St. for J.C. Latham is St. Uh, is Peter's Basilica. That's the ceiling. That's very nice. I dig it. Um, but I will correct you here because oh, Rivals so. actually has him as a four star, which I find they're nuts. Baffling. They're wrong. They're, they're wrong. They're, they're just wrong. wrong. I agree. Even though I Look, love I, my I, uh, buddy over there, Andy Bone. Andy Bone does a great job, and the beat writer at Rivals, Tony Sukalas, is just one of the best in the business and a great friend. And uh, you know, Rivals does good work. They're just wrong about that. And I bet. I bet. By the way, this is an early rank. I bet. Even Rivals says he's a five-star by the time uh, recruiting is over for this class. Well, yeah, he's going to get his Bama bump, Jimmy. What are you? Of course. Oh, and I got Uh, a good uh, recruiting. I got a good recruiting rant coming. So let me know when you're ready for that. I'm because I've got to tell everybody about Built Bar. Here's the thing, people: grab your Built Bar right now so you can be ready for Jimmy's incredible rant because it's sure to wear you out. Get a Built Bar; it'll energize you. You'll be ready for the rant. You'll be ready for your day. You'll be ready for your night. You know, here's the thing. I hadn't tried this because I'm, I'm a married man. I'm 47 years old. But, you know, if I was a single swinging dude, then uh, I might have a built bar before I went out. You know, just get energized for the ladies. And if you are a lady, then get energized for the men. And if you're into whatever, I mean, it'll work for whoever and whatever. That's how built bar works. It's absolutely delicious. And I'm telling you, the pineapple upside down cake is the bomb. You need to try it. It is unbelievable. Uh, BuiltBar.com, B-U-I-L-T-B-A-R.com, and use code Locked On in the promo so that you can get 10% off. That's awesome. If the pineapple right, cake's upside down, if the pineapple cake's upside yep. down, why don't they just turn it over the other way? Because then it would be pineapple right side up cake, and who wants to eat that shit? I'm just saying. It might be less messy. It's all over well, the place. We because... turned it upside down. Well, here's the thing, though. If it's pineapple and it's upside down, that means you're down for whatever, and there you go. Oh, yeah. If you're following Good our point. podcast, you know what I'm talking about, Chris Lyme. Um, It's the swingers' so, cake. Jimmy... <laughs> yeah, pineapple upside down cake is a little more ambiguous. And, hey, and if there's uh, not a group of people that want their – that want to have their cake and eat it too. It's the swingers. That is, that is true. All right. So go on your recruiting ramp, bro. Okay. So there's a great, I encourage everyone to read all, all the people listen to this podcast, love recruiting. So Google or go to Twitter and find this great article written on a 24 seven last couple of days by a national recruiting guy named Bud Elliott. Bud's really smart. He, he, he's kind of a recruiting analyst more so than a guy that interviews prospects and tells you where they're going he's, he's an analyst he's a real smart guy but the thing everybody's doing it for for nine or ten years with amazing accuracy and by examining recruiting rankings he's able to identify a group of schools that can win the national title what he's saying is i'm not telling you who's going to win the national title but i'm telling you it's coming from this group and he's bad at a thousand 
he's been doing it since 2011. So this will be the 10th year. The last nine years, he's been right every time. And again, he's not saying uh, Clemson's going to win or Ohio State's going to win. He's going to say this group of schools, sometimes it's eight, sometimes it's nine. This year, a little broader. This year, he's, this year, it's 15 schools that made the cut. And he uses a math equation based on recruiting rankings. And if, if, if someone told me they had a math equation based on recruiting rankings about who, who's going to win, I would first tell you that it's, it's crap and, and don't, don't listen to that. That's crazy. But then you hear the reasoning behind it and how he does it. And, and I was a big fan. I'm sold right from the start. And I've been sold on Bud doing this for a while. I just think he wrote his best piece to go along with it that I've ever read. And it's such a great summation of, of why recruiting rankings are great and why it's near science and why we should pay a lot of attention to them. But it's also proof that people put too much emphasis on them and not even a system as great as Bud's can predict who's going to win the national title. He can say, I can't tell you who's going to win the national title based on recruiting, but I can give you 15 schools that might. And whoever wins the national title is coming from those 15 and I'll almost guarantee it. And I think that's great and very informative about how much recruiting rankings show us, but also how it's also a little limiting. He's given us 15 schools, not one and not three, 15. But you watch, he'll be right again. The national champion will come out of those 15 programs. But here's the real rant. We've been hearing about a Bama bump for years, and I tell you, the Bama bump is real. I do think a lot of the kids that commit to Alabama get an extra bump. I think it's normal human nature that you're going to grade a kid a little higher just because you understand Alabama wants to sign them. I mean, look at Nick Saban's success of turning high-level recruits into great college football players. So I think a Bama bump is just normal human nature. You don't have to be an Alabama fan. You just have more respect for each kid that commits to Alabama because you're like, well, if it wasn't great, Alabama wouldn't take him. Well, let me tell you who, who – there's a bump out there that's more crap than Alabama's. Alabama's Bama bump might exist, but let me do a crap bump, and that's Texas. Texas is in Bud's list of 15, and they have to be because of how they're recruiting – where they're recruiting is ranked year after year after year. So all – as a matter of putting this list in a national title winner. How close if they come? Not at all. Not even close. They're not in the top 15 at the end of the year. If they have been, it's been very rare. But the point is their recruiting is consistently ranked third, fourth, fifth. It's a top 10 recruiting class year after year after year. But if Texas is signing top 10 talent, where the hell are the wins? Where are the, where the bowl wins? Well, that's coaching. Okay, well, J.C. Latham might not be coached worth a crap at Alabama. You know where he's going to end up? In the NFL because the kid was born to play there. You know, you can't screw up kids like that. What I'm telling you is the school that gets a bump with the kids that commit to them, they get the same bump Bama gets. But it's crap is Texas, or it has been for the last decade. Where's the NFL? How many kids is how many kids drafted out of Texas in the first round? Almost none. Are they getting six nine kids drafted a year like Alabama State right there with them? So Texas again ranked very high in Bud saying, I think fifth or sixth out of the 15. And it's just crap. That's that's one school that is getting bumps for their kids that are undeserved. Their kids can't be this good. And don't tell me Tom Herman is screwing them up. 
Tom Herman's not an idiot. They're just taking the wrong kids and the people that cover recruiting and do the recruiting analysis for Texas. They're overrating their prospects year after year after year. And it's not doing the program, the kids, or Texas fans a service. So there's my rant. That's that's pretty good rant. That's a nice rant. Uh, I'll say this. You know, you mentioned with Texas, you said, where are the wins? Where are the wins, Texas? It reminded me of when uh, Milhouse and Bart were arguing, and Milhouse said, you remember that time that uh, you, you killed my goldfish and you lied and told me I never had a goldfish? But why did I have the bowl, Bart? Why did I have the bowl? That's, that's what it reminded me of. Uh, uh, let's go ahead and take another break. We'll be back in a minute to wrap the show up. All right, Jimmy, I still have not learned that I'm not supposed to say, let's take another break. But, you know, sometimes you don't have a good segue into a break. And I'm sorry to all the powers that locked on everything because uh, I have not learned to do this very well. I'm, go- I'm still working on it. I have, I've been practicing, and then when it comes to, to – I get stage fright when it comes to it. But anyway, uh, three more players apparently test positive for COVID um, at Alabama. Again, it doesn't sound like anybody's hospitalized or anything. I mean, it, nope. um, you know, I've been saying over and over again, I don't know anybody who's had it. And I – and I didn't until today, and even then only learned it by third hand um, that I happened to know somebody that did have it. But I, and I asked the question of the people that told me about it, well, was she in the hospital? And they said, no, she just had flu-like symptoms, and it was a lot like the flu, and it sucked. But, you know, and she is a pretty healthy, uh, very attractive, uh, 40-something-year-old woman, and she um, – she ended up having it, and it was, you know, it was a deal, but it wasn't a deal breaker. So I think that when I think about Alabama kids having it, instead of all this panic rushing over me, I'm thinking these kids are in the best shape they will ever be in right now, and they probably just need to be quarantined, and they probably, I mean, it's a, probably a lot like having the flu or food poisoning or whatever, and um so I'm, I'm hoping they're fine. I know it can be a deadly thing. I'm not trying to minimize this at all, and I'm not backtracking on the fact that I am pro, hey, let's get, let's get back out there a little bit more. Um, I am pro all that, even though I know we've seen a spike recently. I could attribute some of that to more testing. But back to the Alabama side of it, um, the fact that still the University of Alabama football team has only had eight positives, I see that as a as a positive, I see that as a as a good thing in the sense that there are a hundred and something kids on the team, and only eight of them have contracted this, despite the fact that they are again in the best shape of their lives. They are as active as they could be. They've all got built-in friends, and they ah, uh, there were so. Um, I feel like only eight players having it is is. Hey, about as good as we could hope for. I mean, you know, you could hope for none, but you knew somebody was going to get it, right? As far as uh, the the exact players on the team in terms of only our players, I think it's good news whenever a player of ours has it and they're asymptomatic because that means that that they're highly unlikely to ever get it. And and the fact they did get it and, and didn't even require a hospitalization, uh, is good news. It means, Hey, that person is, you're now out of the woods. You can, you can lick all the bars in the weight room. 
You can uh, drink after anybody you want. You're fine. You're, or at least, you know, that's obviously they shouldn't do that. But I think that if you have the antibodies, you're likely immune. So the more of our players that get it, maybe that's, maybe that's good news. As long as they're not hospitalized, I would like to bring up the people that say, oh, 18 to 22 year olds do not get sick. That's, that's not true. It's rare. It's rare, but they have gotten sick. And if you have an underlying condition, it, it, even at that age, it can be deadly. And for those that say, well, if you have an underlying condition, you're not on the football team. That's not true. Sometimes underlying conditions like heart issues and things like that uh, aren't diagnosed because these players just go through normal routine examination. So it could be that someone on the team has an underlying condition and, should, and we're just unaware of it. So, and they're unaware of it. So still dangerous, still don't like hearing, you know, that, that any of our players are subjected to, uh, to sickness or, or hospitalization, but so far so good. And, and the fact that we've had eight positives, but they're all asymptomatic, I think is largely, uh, largely good news. All right, everybody, that's going to do it for this episode, this abbreviated episode of Locked On Bama. Once again, I want to thank Built Bar, who is our Locked On wide sponsor. They are just great. And go check them out at BuiltBar.com. And, uh, Jimmy, roll tight. Roll tight, J.C. Latham.